we cannot do a summer shift series without talking about food, (laughs) how to keep it nutritious, how to keep it healthy, how to not feel like we are totally throwing it all out the window when we have lunch on the go, extra kids in the house, trying to think of all the snacks we can give them without going overboard on, you know, the junk food and also keeping our family dinners really sacred and fun because we get more family dinners in the summer. Typically we're not running around having the crazy schedule. And I have one of our favorite guests back from episode 95, Ashley Smith. She is the owner of Veggies and Virtue, as you remember, and the host of the podcast by the same name, Veggies and Virtue, which you should definitely queue up and go over there. She has so many great tips for children of all ages, and I know you will love how every episode is full of so many takeaways that you can just start using with your family right away. Ashley is a registered dietitian nutritionist, and she likes to say she's a mom to three picky eaters herself. She and her husband are raising their family in Houston, Texas, and what Ashley is really passionate about is helping us find the ministry in motherhood between what often feels mundane with mealtimes and the messes that come with it. She wants to help us see the beauty in raising God's children and to feel encouraged in not just what we feed our family, but also in how we nourish them inside and out. You are going to love this episode, and I promise you're walking away with some awesome tips and strategies for this summer. Come along, friend. Let's grow. You know those days where you just feel so overwhelmed and tired from all the busy, and you just want to multiply the time you do have to create more time for intentional words and family dinners and quality time together? And do you just need to know that you really can keep your family close and your faith strong in today's world? Welcome to Families That Stick Together. Just step right over the random pile of clothes, turn right past the paper still out from last week's school project, maybe don't look at the sink, and make yourself at home, friend. I'm your host, Jennifer, wife to my high school sweetheart, mama four, and creator of Together Moments, where we took our same worries and figured out the answer to slowing down, keeping family time a priority, and creating deep connection through solid communication, even among all the busy. The answer is to gather moments, and we want to come alongside your family as you lay your foundation. If you're ready for time to slow down, intentional moments to overflow, and all of this to feel easy in your real life, then welcome, friend, with your laundry, your running shoes, or your cup of coffee. I can't wait to spend my time with you. And now my mom, when she was in high school, she sent my dad a singing telegram that was a pink gorilla, Jennifer Zumbio. Welcome back to Families That Stick Together, Ashley. I'm so excited to have you here for our Summer Shift series. Everyone should remember you from episode 95. I know everyone loved that episode. And you're back to talk to us about our family dinners, family lunch, snack ideas for the summer. Thank you for being here. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much for having me back on the show. Of course. I, I'm just really enjoying the Summer Shifts series because I feel like there's so many paths we can take for feeling prepared for the summer and just ready to go and not have the overwhelm hanging over us or stress. But I know that as moms, we can look at summer and feel 
like the food thing can make us a little anxious. I think the last minute things in summer are so fun to be able to wake up and get to go places spontaneously with our children when one of them asks us, but our holdup can be preparing the food. We will need for lunches on the go, for example, because we don't want to stop at the drive-thru again. So please give us your best tips for keeping food in our homes that is super simple to grab and go for any size family. And it's also easy for guests who may be joining us at lunchtime when we are out. Yeah, no, I think that's a great idea. And something that came to mind pretty quickly that I hadn't thought back to since last summer was something I always do when we are at home is like a lunch platter. We have this generic white platter. I mean, it could be a cookie sheet, really. It doesn't have to be anything fancy, but I just always put all the elements of lunch on it. So whether it's my three kids or a random grouping of neighbor kids, I don't necessarily have to have like a head count. It's just however many sandwiches I'm making, I'm cutting them up and I'm putting it on here and I may be quartering them so people can take them. I'm adding a handful of cheese sticks. I'm adding half a bag of baby carrots. I'm putting some clusters of grapes or strawberries. And it's like almost like a kid-friendly lunch style charcuterie board. It's not fancy. It looks way fancier than it is, but it's honestly the same things I would probably be putting on each individual kid's plate. But we all know that all of our kids are not going to want the exact same things. And even more, one of the challenges I found is while my kids are used to how I feed them and, you know, we're having one meal for the whole family, when you're having friends or neighbors over, sometimes they aren't familiar with that kind of feeding approach. So they may be saying, well, I don't like that, or I don't want this, or can I have more of that? And I feel like this platter is just a super inviting way to use whatever you have on hand. You can make a really eclectic lunch with the ingredients that you already have. It's super low stress for you because you're just putting it all on one big cookie sheet or tray, putting it out with some paper plates or some kids plates, and the kids can kind of all self-serve from it. And yet everyone kind of gets little bits of what they want. And then if you need to replenish, you know, and they do eat all the sandwiches or do need a refill of fruit or whatever it might be, it's really easy to refill it. But to me, that's taken the stress out of, you know, did our guests get things that they like? Did the guests get enough to eat? Like I communicate, you're welcome to have whatever you'd like. I'll refill if we need more. But then the child gets to kind of put what's on their plate. Because I've definitely noticed with having friends over at our house in the summer, some kids are really picky and it's very uncomfortable for them if you give them elements that they don't want on their plate or that they might not eat. And again, depending on how familiar with like our family's feeding approach they are, it might be kind of one where it's like, you know, they're just a little bit deer in headlights when you when you bring them a lunch that maybe isn't kind of their go-to. So this is one that I have done with tons of different ideas. I mean, I've put a bunch of chicken nuggets in the air fryer before and just put a ton of them on there and then put those on the middle of it and put crackers and veggies and hummus. And just, I mean, you can literally put anything on one of these platters, but I feel like it tends to be a really good crowd pleaser. When you're on the go, you know, during the school year, we're used to packing individual school lunches and each kid needs their own individual one. But I think the same concept as this platter, but on the go works really well. Because again, if other kids are joining you at the park or on a play date, or maybe they didn't bring their lunch or they like your lunch better than their lunch or whatever it might be, putting a lot of these elements in like a family size container. So I have like some larger rectangle um, Tupperwares that often I'll put into a cooler. So rather than packing individual lunch boxes, I'll pack a whole bunch of fruit that's already been like washed and prepped. And 
veggies that are ready to go. And maybe like a larger thing of chocolate hummus instead of little dollop in each little lunch box. And so this just makes it a lot more like, well, one, it makes it easier for feeding my kids because it's just like, we have one of each thing to open versus like each kid has their own little pre-portioned thing. But, you know, I might stick a box of crackers in there rather than like divvying up the crackers and things. And so I think whether this is for feeding a family of any size or, you know, having the opportunity to invite guests to join us. It's not like a, well, I packed my three kids lunch boxes, but I don't have a lunch for someone else. So we can't be spontaneous. I like that we can't, like, if we do have a large enough portions, we can invite any opportunity that comes our way or any new friend we might run into, or if we're at the pool and we don't know if neighbors are going to be there or not, you know, then it's like, sure, of course you're welcome to have this. And it's not like, this child is now like eating out of my kid's lunchbox, which I think would probably feel kind of weird for both of them. So I think that same concept can apply at home or on the go, but be really kid-friendly and really family-friendly. Ah, great answers. What I love is that the style at home translates perfectly to on-the-go packed lunch. And the other thing you said, it allows you to be spontaneous, which I think I know important in those summer days where you you can let those people, like you said, at the pool come join you. It's fun. It's inviting. And it feels so relaxed. Thank you for those ideas. And I like the idea of the big tray, just one tray, because I serve my children a lot like that in the summer, but I'll do the crackers in the bowl, the carrots cut up in the bowl, the apple slices, and just throwing it all on the plate is just so fun for them. And you can pick it up and if in the middle of lunch, they want to run outside. And that happens often in my house. No, let's eat outside. Okay. Just pick up the plate and go. Yes. I love the nature of it's one dish. You know, it's the same reason why most moms like a sheet pan meal. You know, it's not a lot of different pots and pans. It's just the one sheet pan makes it really easy to transport outside. We often are eating them, you know, in the yard or outside at the table or, you know, somewhere kind of less conventional. Okay, so let's move on to snacks then. We covered lunch. And what about keeping snacks in our home that our children know they can grab on their own and they feel good about having the independence? We feel good about providing a healthy option. Ashley Heinzman was here last week talking about snack bins in our pantry or cabinet. And I'd love your take on that and any other tips you would add. Okay. So I'm really excited to listen to Ashley's episode with the topic of snack bins in the pantry, because I love dedicated snack spaces. And something I often share with people is very similar concept, but shifting it to the fridge, because that's where we have more of an opportunity to incorporate fresh foods, you know, whether it be something like fruits and vegetables that you've already like washed and cut and made ready for the kids. You can um, put things like yogurt or hummuses or, you know, different, more perishable items in there. But I often put a lot of the items that are non-perishable in there. So it's just one dedicated space and it kind of neutralizes the celery sticks with the goldfish crackers that are right there. You know, I put the applesauce pouches in there. I put a lot, I put raisin boxes. I mean, I put a lot of the things that they can be in the pantry, you know, they don't need to be refrigerated, but I just put them all in that drawer. And a lot of families will say, well, I don't have that snack drawer in my fridge. And ours honestly, isn't supposed to be a snack drawer. It's supposed to be like a meat and cheese drawer. And I just use it for that, but you could use a bin, just a Tupperware and, you know, slide it in wherever you have space, whatever fits the configuration of your refrigerator to have a dedicated spot. And, you know, you can just continue to replenish it as needed 
but it becomes like a space where the kids know if they want a snack, those are kind of already mom approved options that they can go and get. Again, if they need something that they can kind of pull out and offer out to friends or have with neighbors, I think that that can be a great way to invite kids to eat some of the foods that your family already has. I know in our home, if they open up a snack drawer and their friends are there, they'll eat those options that are there because there's already a selection. But if they go to the pantry, automatically they're reaching for the leftover Easter candy or, you know, the jumbo box of goldfish or whatever it might be. And so they're not on autopilot to get quite as much variety. So I think, you know, to create a snack section in the pantry is great. I think if you could have a snack section in the fridge to promote some variety, or even if it's, you know, if that doesn't work in your fridge, even if it's just a fruit bowl on the counter, that's super visible, kids know that they can come get things from. Um, I think that can be really helpful. One other thing on this note though, because this is something we run into a lot. And, you know, I do obviously as a dietitian mom, I like to provide really nourishing snack to my kids, but especially as food costs go up, sometimes it can be really expensive when we have some of these snack bars and these snack items that are easily like a dollar a pop. And sometimes I prioritize those for my family. Sometimes we make the homemade versions of it. You know, like we have to do what works for our family, but sometimes I'll notice that when we have the whole neighborhood over and it's 10 kids that are coming to have a snack, one bar for each of them is not going to fill up those kids. I, I know that they need more of a snack than that. And so something I often do is I'll buy snacks that are not my family's everyday snacks, but I know they're really kid-friendly. One, the reality is, is all the neighbor kids are not always running to my house for the snacks because, you know, we have <laughs> some of the less like packaged um, processed snacks, but I try and buy ones that are really kid friendly. But my kids also know like the Costco size pack of pirate booty or of pop, you know, the little popcorn packs from Costco. Those go on sale all the time. The unit price of them is very low, but we don't necessarily have those every day when it's just us. But they're a great, more affordable option that could easily be added to like some fruits or some veggies or yogurt or, you know, can be added to other things. But they're not quite as expensive as, say, some of the snacks that may be going in our swim bag for, you know, holding them over during a swim meet or something like that. So I think it's important for families to kind of look at their food budget and look at what foods, you know, help nourish their families, but also fit their food budget and allow them to be hospitable when people come over and it doesn't create that financial barrier, you know, like I will serve out a, a bowl of watermelon or something that's more economical in large portions. I'm not going to bring out a pint of raspberries when there's 10 kids at my house. So, you know, kind of thinking through some of those things and kind of selecting, this is the snack that we offer. These are some of the options that are okay when we have a large gathering, you know, and pointing your kids to kind of like learn how to make those types of decisions. Excellent tips. The first thing that comes to my mind is that really helps my own family with some older kiddos who could eat us out of house and home um, very easily is to set the limits and just say, hey, this is your bin. You're always welcome to grab something out of here. Maybe set a limit, of course, because you don't want them taking 20 of the items at once, but it, it sets the limit gives them the expectations. They're not always coming up saying, can I have this? Can I have this? Thank you for your tip on using, like really um, choosing wisely on our budget. And you said it allows us to be hospitable. I think that's so good that you said that part that way. Because yes, there's sometimes that you have the unexpected friend stop over, which is wonderful. And you want to give them the food, but you think, oh, Yes, I only have the pint of raspberries that you guys are going to devour in two minutes. 
and I paid $6 for that. (laughs) And so to have that one that we explained to our children, this is when friends come over. I am more than happy for your friends to look into our pantry and grab this food. And this is for the friends. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah. And I think it's helpful just, you know, as we go into summer and we are in this summer shift for families to keep their eyes out for, I know these are things that my, my kids think are really fun to have with their friends. So when they go on sale or when I see larger packs of them available, I'm going to go ahead and buy them because I know, you know, they tend to be the less perishable things. Or another one that I know we always fall into is like popsicles. I know the standard of popsicles I buy for my kids. But, and I don't necessarily want something that's, you know, a complete other end of the spectrum option, but I need to make sure it's affordable that if we have kids over, I'm not, not like, oh, we have a $7 box of popsicles that only feeds four of you. You know, I want to make sure I have the things on hands that'll be fun elements to summer, but are also affordable so that we can, you know, share and enjoy them. Ashley is doing such a great job with showing us easy ways to bring these fun elements into our family and into our relationships with our friends this summer. And I want to help you do the same. If you have not looked at our placemats to gather together, head over to togethermoments.com and see what they're all about. They are so fun to just have with you on the go this summer, whether you are sitting at the counter in your home or out on a picnic or at a restaurant, you can tear these out and just have very laid back, fun conversation tied right into the meaningful conversation. You get to draw, you get to play some tic-tac-toe, you get to answer some together sticker questions, you get to make little lists with your family. So many fun ways to grow together, bring that very fun element into your summer days. So if you are hoping to have those really special moments at your dinner table and on those picnics and everywhere in between where you are gathering together to share food, make together a part of it. It really brings your family conversation starters that start way more. This bonus question with Ashley comes to us from our placemats to gather together. And this is a part where we have the together table drawn in the middle and it says, draw everyone's favorite dessert on the together table. So Ashley, just tell us, what would you draw? What is everyone in your family's favorite dessert? I would say in our home, hands down, the the crowd favorite is probably ice cream or ice cream sundaes. It is a weekly option here that my kids get really excited about. And, uh, you know, everyone kind of gets to make their own bowl of it. They tend to lean more towards towards bowls than cones, but I would love to see each of them kind of draw their um, ideal ice cream sundae on that, on the placemat. That's so cute. And it makes me all of a sudden feel like, oh my gosh, we never do ice cream sundae night at our house. We have before, but we need to do that. I'm totally doing that this summer. Thanks for the inspiration. Yes, absolutely. Good, good dietitian tip for you there. Ashley, our dinner time is one of our greatest mealtime connection points for our families. And in the summer, we seem to have more time to do that, which is wonderful. I want you to inspire us to get creative and make some summer memories around family meals. What could we add to our summer meals to make them even more intentional and fun? Yeah, I love that. So I think, you know, in general, year round, I'm big on kind of coming up with like, what does your seasonal menu look like? And kind of coming up with categories that fit for your family, whether it be fit your 
food preferences, fit your dietary needs, fit your lifestyle, fit your work schedule, fit all these different elements, but kind of taking a snapshot. So really parents and families together with the kids could look at a week or over the course of a month and kind of just begin brainstorming what that would look like for June. And then you kind of recycle and repeat, you know, do the rinse and repeat of that for July and August. And so I think as we get into summer mode and, you know, we can kind of be, we can start summer really strong and really ambitious and have our bucket list and be really intentional with the kids. I think having something like a repeat, like a menu that you can repeat like this can help us to stay really intentional throughout the summer. So come July or August, as we kind of shift into back to school and we're maybe kind of like over being as intentional as we maybe started this summer, it can help families see like, this was a meal we thought would be really fun and we continue to enjoy it. Now we've gotten to have it, you know, a few times over the course of summer, but not so much that like we're tired of it and things like that. So I would say first kind of look and just come up with a list of maybe 10 to 20 items. You know, that could 20 items is going to get you five meals for four weeks. So that's really all you need for one month. And then you can recycle those. And so I know in our family, I can pretty quickly, as I'm sure any mom could kind of come up with the quick go-tos of like, okay, this is something my kids love. My kids love tacos. So I know that like, we're still going to have tacos, even if it's a summer night, but I also want to think about it is summer and we're going to be outside and the kids are going to want to be running around in the sprinkler while I'm cooking. And I'm going to, you know, I know I'm going to be grilling more. Okay. So now, you know, we're having at least one or two nights, maybe a week that we grill. Well, maybe we, you know, we tend to do pizza on Friday nights here. So maybe it's pizza and an outdoor movie on Friday nights here that we do instead, you know, with the sun staying up later, it might be that Sunday nights, my husband and I get to cook together because that's not something we always get to do. So we become more intentional about us making a meal. And another thing I would say with this, that I think the summer is a really special time to do is to be intentional with each kid. Because I know during the school year as moms, sometimes we're just trying to get dinner on the table and it's kind of like, I'm trying the best I can to please everyone, but I also just need a meal that's manageable to get on the table. So this is what we're having. But something I like to do too, is to involve the kids when you start coming up with what that summer menu is, is ask them like, what are some of the favorite things you remember that we ate last summer? You know, I can remember back to being a kid. I still can visualize exactly what our back porch looked like when I shucked corn with my dad. And so it's like, I love fresh corn on the cob. I want my kids to shuck corn on the cob with me outside because that is just super nostalgic to me. And so I think asking our kids, like, what are some of those menu items that you really like? And then have them help you with those night's meals. So, you know, one of my kids really likes burgers. Well, that's a perfect summer option. You know, we can make it really nutrient dense. We can put a lot of veggies with it and, you know, throw sweet potato fries in the air fryer. But that's something that she chose. She feels empowered in. She feels that like she had a voice and a say in. I can incorporate that easily into our monthly rotation. But I also can have her come alongside me and grill with me and, you know, help pick tomatoes out of our garden or, you know, use the salad spinner to wash the lettuce or, you know, just help with different dynamics of that, that sometimes during the school year, at least in my family, I know we don't always have the time or the capacity to involve our kids in that cooking process and like the whole meal experience. And I think that's where a lot of those seeds of that nostalgia are really planted because the kids weren't just fed. They didn't just come sit at the table because they were running the sprinkler, which of course there's nothing wrong with that. But I think that's where those like seeds of intentionality are really planted with the meal times because we're bringing our kids into it and we're just like nurturing it that much more with them when we let them one get to have a say, but two also get to be more involved. 
Oh, you know, I love what you just said. <laughs> I, I love the reminder of where those seeds or special family dinner memories are really planted. And so much of that definitely is in the process of doing it together. And another great idea you gave me was, why don't we look at summer as, you know, which night of the week can you and your husband prepare the meal together? Because you don't often get to do that during the busyness of the school year and Sunday night. Yes. Sounds like a great time. Take your time, relax, enjoy the process, sit down, have it. You don't have to rush the kids to, to bed or a school wake up time. So thank you for that. What a great idea. Every time you're on here, Ashley, I'm going to have to ask you to remind us of ways to keep this planning even more stress-free for our family. So what are some more easy prep habits we can get into this summer, knowing that we may spend long afternoons playing outside at the pool, just places where we're not at home preparing our meal? So I know for me in the summer on the weekends, when we actually do get to all be home and my husband's not at work. I don't normally want to spend weekend time meal prepping. That's when we're getting time to all be at the pool together and things like that. So something that I find works a lot better for me is to take even just 10 minutes and use my DIY dinner bin system. Because that way, whether I've grocery shopped or our weekend has gone completely quote unquote unplanned, which is more of the planning that moms need to expect, you know, our life is unplanned often, but I can look in my fridge with ingredients I already have on hand and I can begin to just categorize them into little bins for the week. So going with some of the examples that we've had before, if it's burger night or if it's taco night or say I'm going to make kebabs one night, whatever it might be, I begin just kind of grouping the elements for each of those dinner ideas into the bins. So then when I am going back and maybe meal planning a little bit more specifically and making my grocery list, I can look in each bin and say, what do we not have for this night's dinner? So then when I come home from the grocery store, I'm unloading it into that bin to kind of round out that meal. But then going off of that, when we need the meal actually ready, all you have to do is pull the bin out of the fridge and you have everything there. So even though you maybe haven't like prepped the components of it, the fact that you can open your fridge once, you're saving the energy there, you're pulling it out, you can put it on a cutting board. A lot of times I'll pull the bin out, put it on a cutting board, grab a knife and go outside. And while my kids are playing, I can chop up whatever I need to, I can do it. But the fact that I didn't even have to think about it keeps me in the moment that I was in that I really don't want to leave to go make dinner, but realistically I need to. So I can just go in, grab the bin, bring it back out by the grill, you know, and prep it all as needed without kind of some of the mental energy that otherwise dinner time can require. Yeah. Your dinner bins are fantastic for busy families during the school year. And I love how they work perfectly for the summer. So this is great. I'm going to get those all going for my summer too, because I can, I can just see when you're talking, I can feel the ease of that in our lives. All right, Ashley. Well, we, we could talk forever. You have given all of us some great ideas to help this summer shift and feel really good about what's to come and really keeping our summer about creating those intentional moments. I would like to finish with the one question I ask every guest. What's one thing helping your family stick together right now? So, you know, right now, this is like savoring the last few weeks of this before school is out here is we have like a really intentional hour when the kids get home from school that, you know, they unpack backpacks and things like that. But we sit at the counter, we have snack and I just look at them in the eyes. And I just hope that as we move into summer and the schedule is different and you know, that three to four o'clock window uh, changes 
that I'll still notice that need for a really intentional connection with each of my kids amidst, you know, the change of hustle and bustle and things. So right now I feel like it's a really valuable connection point for the kids and I, before we kind of transition into the afternoon or evening activities. Um, And it's something that I am praying will, you know, adapt and adjust as needed as we get into summer. And, you know, maybe it's not the after school routine, but, you know, maybe it's the afternoon um, post snap, you know, for my younger one kind of routine. You said something really important there. You said that that time is really good before the transition. It's, it's a nice point to do between the busy tiredness of school and then what has to take place in the afternoon. So thanks for sharing that. What a great way to look at it and inspire all of us, kind of encourage us to bring more of those connection points into our our day where we know a transition is about to happen. Just a good thought. Thanks for that. Ashley, just tell us where all of our listeners can connect with you, learn from you, and what good freebies can they go grab from you and print off to help with their dinner and lunch snack planning this summer? Absolutely. So I can be found at veggiesandvirtue.com. I have the Veggies and Virtue podcast on all major podcast players. And then I'm at Veggies and Virtue on all social media platforms. So I would love to connect with families. If they come to my website, they'll see I have different freebies for, you know, uh, kind of cheater dinner ideas from Costco to, you know, lunch packing as we do get back into back to school and um, lots of different ideas for breakfast, lunch, dinner, and snack ideas. Ashley, I can't wait to have you back here. You're just going to have to be a regular because you give our families so many great ideas. We'll get you back here when (laughs) school starts up and we need, we need more uh, planning in our day so we can get through that hustle of the start of the school year. Thanks so much for having me. I enjoyed getting to chat with you. If you love what you're gathering through these episodes, please screenshot, tag us, share with friends, and leave a review. It is the best compliment you can give us. It is so encouraging, and together we can help grow stronger families. Be sure to follow us at Together Moments on Instagram and Facebook. Leave us a DM. Check out all our incredible games and tools and your free family resources at togethermoments.com. As always, Take time to gather, together to grow, and speak the words that matter.